0: Part 2. New Power and Promises for a New Day. By Maria. Maria number 531CN3289 1-2000. Picture caption. My gift has been granted, the gift of having you by my side, ready, strong and determined to fight the battle. And fight you will, for the coming days are dark. The tempest will howl and the enemy will seek to claim your heart. Do not fear, for in such moments I will be there. I will be your protector. I will be the guardian of your heart, the warrior of your soul. 1. I love you. Here we go with another round of fresh, exciting messages that give us a peek into what the Lord has in store for us in the year 2000. Many of these are excerpts from personal prophecies received by those in our home and other W.S. homes during the feast and after the consecration ceremony. The Lord poured out a great deal of encouragement, as well as personal instruction, spurring each person along in the specific areas He knew they needed to grow and be strengthened and most, to be ready for what lies ahead, and I pray that they're a blessing in like manner to you too. Peter and I are proud of each of these dear ones for their steps of growth, commitment and yieldedness, as we are of each of you who come through many tests and battles and let them make you into the strong soldiers which you are today. Sure, we're all still in the making and we have further to go, but the Lord looks at the great distance each of you has already come, and we do too. We admire each of you who have manifested the perseverance to keep holding on and the willingness to keep yielding step by step, even though it was difficult 3. As you'll see, the style of this GN is a bit different than usual. The Lord inspired us to put these messages into bite-sized quotes or paragraphs, and to arrange the quotes on related topics together. There was so much wonderful material that I wanted to share with you, and we thought that categorizing it this way might make it easier to read and absorb, as well as provide you with a bit of variety. Of course, some of you probably prefer the longer prophecies rather than these short ones, but we'll have plenty of those in the future. Something for everyone. 4. Whatever your preference, I pray that you'll enjoy these messages and I trust that within them you'll find plenty that will strike a chord with you. These words of life can help you be better prepared for the challenges that will be presented to you as we begin this new era. I love you. Consecrated with A new anointing. 5. I open a new door before you. It is the door of my will and my plan. As you walk through that door, you will receive a new anointing from me, as I have promised. As you come before me in faith and trust, Listening to my voice speaking in your heart, listening to my words of prophecy, listening to my word that I give through others, I will guide you to greater things. I will help and anoint you to accomplish many things for me and for others, to be of greater service to others. 6. This anointing and consecration means a great deal. It's very important and you must take it very seriously. These are not only words. But this shall come to pass. I know that you wonder whether things will really change in the family in a big way, because there have been other ceremonies and events such as this, Feast Consecration Ceremony, and you feel that not much changed as a result. But many things have changed in people's hearts, and that is very important. Even if the change is not outward in what the family is accomplishing and the direction it's going, The change in people's hearts, to prepare them for greater things ahead, is just as important. Of course, not everyone has changed, and many who have not had a change of heart have departed and are no longer with the family. 7. Even though I pour out the anointing upon all, each person must receive it in order to partake of it. If they don't receive it fully and wholeheartedly, if they have reservations in their heart, If they hold back and are not obedient, then the anointing and the change does not happen. 8. There are some who will not receive this anointing or consecration, and they will be left behind. But there are many who will receive it and move on in the Spirit. They will grow in Spirit and become closer to Me. These changes can't always be measured in the flesh, though they are often manifested in the flesh. Sometimes they can only be measured with the eyes of the Spirit. 9. At the beginning of this new year, at the start of this millennium, will you give up your old ways of doing things, your old life, and receive the new life that I wish to give you from my Spirit? With this anointing tonight, I wish to give you a brand new beginning, a new start with a new vision. 10. With this new anointing you have new power and strength to fulfill my will, and together we will accomplish more than ever. It might not always be in ways that you can see, but one day you will see all the fruit and all the results that have come about from yielding your all to me. 11. This anointing that you have received this night is my seal upon your head that marks you as my own. It's my testimony of who you are to all the evil spiritual forces of Satan that would stand against you. It's part of your rank and stature so that they may see and fear, for they know that in attacking you they will have all heaven against them. 12. All the forces of heaven are on our side. Don't hesitate to call on me, to call on the forces of heaven, to walk in this new anointing. It's an anointing of courage. It's an anointing to walk in where angels fear to tread, when I send you. It's an anointing to be always ready to give an answer to Him that asks you. It's an anointing to fulfill your destiny as great end-time witnesses. It's an anointing to spread My Word far and wide. 13. This year is closing. This century closes tonight. This millennium closes tonight. You enter into a time of great changes. You enter into a time where from one day to the next things will be very different. Yet I am the same today as I have always been. I change not. My love will remain with you, never leaving you for a second, not even for the blink of an eye. How could I ever depart from you, my love? 14. As you enter this new millennium, know this for certain, that I will be nearer to you than ever before. I will be holding you closer to me than I have ever held you before. It's not that I didn't want you so close to me before. It was only that you were not yet prepared to be so entwined with me, so dependent on me, so attached to me as you will be from this night onward. 15. I entwined you to me with this ceremony you partake of, I poured my spirit into you in such great abundance that you will know and feel the difference in the days to come. Tonight I glued your heart and mind, your body and your spirit to mine with an everlasting glue, unfilling in its mission, its mission being to keep you with me, holding onto me always. 16. Darling, the times you are entering into will be difficult, to the utmost degree. The times you face will test and try you. Fierce winds will blow and hope to knock you over, for Satan is now allowed to test all those on earth. But you will in no wise be hurt or defeated by spinny attacks and gross winds and storms, as fierce and as intense as they may seem. For this night I glued you to me, and Satan cannot knock me over. 17. You are born anew this night. My wonderful wife. The last petal of your rose fell and then I created you again, but of different materials tonight. This has been the most significant night of your life. There will be many more nights and days of new anointings and new strengthenings, of promises passed between you and me, but tonight is the most momentous one that you've had up till this time. For as I consecrated you, I recreated you. I transformed your soft petals into a tremendous, magical jewel, a jeweled, magic rose, so you may be a rose that can endure what a normal rose could not. This night I transformed you so that you are now stronger and more robust for the times ahead. Don't worry that you may have lost your fragrance as you became this enduring rose, for I fastened the fragrance I gave you from birth into every molecule of the gem I just made you to be that you may be an ever-fragrant rose. 18. Receive the gifts of My Spirit upon you. Receive the love that I wish to give you, that you may pour forth more love upon others. Receive the wisdom that I wish to give you in greater measure, that your decisions may be wise and led of Me. 19. Receive the gift of hearing from Me that I wish to make available to you in greater measure, that you may learn to hear from me more at every step of your life, in all that you do. You have the gift of prophecy already and you use it, but I will help you to become more dependent on it and to have more faith in its veracity and power. 20. Receive the gift of praise that I pour upon you, that my praises may find themselves more often on your lips and tongue, so that others may know of the love that you have for me. 21. Receive the gift of understanding that I pour upon you, that you may discern the hearts of others and better understand the situations that are before you. 22. Receive the gift of tenderness that I give you, of gentleness with those I have placed in your care, of meekness of heart and body, of simplicity and love. 23. Receive the gift of humility that I will give you with this new anointing. This is the most important of the gifts that I'm giving you. I've already poured this gift out upon you, and you've been changing and growing closer to me as you shed more of your pride, and strip off the outer garments and lie before me in humility, ready to receive my seeds. But I will now give you this gift in full measure that you might be an ensemble to others of my love and my humility, for they are one and the same. Greater works, greater challenges 24. I'm leading you into a new era of greater strength of spirit, and you shall do greater works. Trust me that this is true and it shall happen. 25. You wonder, what is the vision, what are the things that are going to come? My love, I will reveal them to you one by one. As you faithfully take time with me, I will show you great truths and fill you with My Word and Spirit as never before. 26. The reason I say that you will do yet greater works is because you will have the strength to do those greater works, the strength which I will give you because you have said yes to Me, because you have been willing to lay aside your pride in order to follow Me closely, because you've forsaken all in order to obey Me. This is the reward of obedience, everlasting souls from My Kingdom a mighty harvest which shall endure for all eternity as a testimony to your obedience, faithfulness, and humility. 27. This really will be a year where you will see more miracles. You had to step out by faith and prophecy to receive my words, no matter what came, and you had to have the faith to give them regardless of the results. I'm asking that you do the same this year, asking me in prayer to do great and marvelous things. If you ask in faith, you will receive my answers sooner or later. 28. This year I ask that you stretch your faith even further. Ask me for the impossible things. Pray for the impossible. Believe me for the impossible. Start expecting the impossible. 29. I am your husband and I hear your requests. I am your Maker, And there is nothing too hard for me I am your physician, and there is nothing I can't heal. I am everything. Expect miracles and you will get them. 30. I know that you don't feel ready for what seems to you an awesome assignment, that of face-to-face combat in battlefront action. Yet, my love, have you not weathered the storms that have come your way already? These in their time seemed like the most severe battlefront action possible, because they were greater than anything you'd experienced before then, the extreme attacks of jealousy, the monumental battles with comparing, the deep struggles with the carnal mind, the learning to accept things by faith rather than argue logic and reason. All these things have taught you how to wield your weapons and how to yield yourself to me now, whatever battles are before you, though they will be great and awesome, will not seem so much more severe than these practice battles were in their time. You're ready because you know how to fight, and you've become skilled in using your weapons. 31. Hold that fast which thou hast and let no man take thy crown. I have a special crown for each of my children that I place upon them, that I give them as their very own. But if they refuse to carry that crown, I'm forced to give it to another, so another can take up the torch and go on from me hold on to what I've given you. Continue to cherish the heritage that I've given you. Cherish the place of service that I've given you. 32. My beloved bride, now you know what I've prepared you for all this time. Now you see your calling and destiny. To be part of my chosen end time army to fight and do battle with the evil one and to defeat his evil plan. All that you've been through, and all the lessons that you've learned, you will now put into practice. When you were a child you didn't understand these things, and you would cry and wonder what it was all for. But now that you've put away your childish ways and have become my end time warrior, you no longer need wonder what the tests and trials have been for. 33. You are now ready. I've done all that I promised I would do to prepare you, and it's now up to you to implement all that I've shown you. 34. Now comes the test to see just what you're made of, to see if you will fight or if you will be scared off by the enemy's boo. 35. No matter what it looks like, no matter how greatly the odds are stacked against you in the physical, You will win with me on your side. 36. There will be great changes on the earth, and you'll be swept up with the excitement of it all, for you'll see the word I have spoken come to pass. Your faith will not be disappointed. I need you and I have just the place for you. The best thing you can do is just hold on and don't let go. 37. I want to give you my spirit and love in double measure. You remember the story of Pondita Raynabai, who gave so much of herself that she could live her life in double measure even though her time was kept short. I want to do the same with you. Your time is short and I want to fill you up more than ever before. I want to use you more than ever so that you can give out an abundant measure. New era, new weapons. 38. I have promised greater works, and I have given you the means by which to do these greater works. Step by step I've been preparing you, bringing you closer to me, testing you to see if you'd be willing to give up those things which I asked of you, asking you to come out from the world, to be separate, asking you to be my bride, to become completely mine. 39. Many are the revelations that I've given you, the new weapons, the gift of loving me intimately, the gift of hearing from Me directly in prophecy, serve a twofold purpose. Not only do they strengthen our relationship and equip you to fight the battles that I know are ahead, but they also humble you. They force you to make a choice between your pride and obedience. Between the opinions of men and doing what I've asked of you. I have ordained it this way, because no man can serve two masters. 40. It's not by accident that so many of the gifts which I have given you come with some conditions, such as being willing to be considered fools for my sake, laying down your pride in order to use them, and setting aside your intellectuality and natural ways of doing things in order to obey me. I ordained it that way so that only those willing to humble themselves for my sake, only those willing to be completely mine, would benefit from the power, strength and anointing that comes with those new weapons. 41. You've already seen great power, great anointing, and increased strength from using the new weapon that I've given you. You've tasted the fruits of obedience. But you haven't seen anything yet. 42. In the days to come, more and more you will see a clear line drawn between those who have been willing to come and be my intimate brides, those who've been willing to walk by faith and do that which I've been asking, and those who hold back. The power and the anointing will become more and more obvious. 43. It's the day of great miracles, great anointing, and great power, and those who will partake of that power and anointing will be those who have passed the tests and been willing to leave their pride behind in order to obey Me. Those who hesitate, I do not throw out. They can hang on for as long as they have the strength. But the time is coming when the only way to have the strength will be in using the new weapons that I've given you. 44. The greatest love in the days ahead will be the love that comes from loving me intimately. The greatest wisdom will be the wisdom that I give in prophecy. The greatest power you will have will be the power that you have in prayer. The greatest way to victory will be through praise and keeping your eyes on me the bond strong enough to endure will be found in truly living my law of love. 45. I've given you these new weapons not only to help you fight but also to test you, to see who is willing to truly follow me, and those who are willing will receive the great power that is promised. You may wonder, what about those who have hesitated or turned back because they didn't realize the importance of the requests You asked, Lord? What about those who didn't understand? Have I not made it clear what I am asking of You? Have I not pleaded with You time and time again? Have I not tried to warn You of the difficulties to come and the importance of following Me closely? 46 This year will be a year of the rewards of those promises that I have made to you. Those of you who have obeyed will receive greater power than ever before. It's still not too late for anyone to receive this power, but you must pay the price of being willing to forsake all, all your pride, all your own ideas and ways of doing things. I can help you to catch up, and I will empower you. It's a great test, but the rewards will be worth it. 47. Take it to heart, my loves, that when I ask something of you, it's because I know it is needed. I do not afflict willingly, and I know how difficult it is for some of you to embrace these things which I have asked of you. But I also know how important it is in the Spirit. How great will be the rewards, the power, the usefulness, the anointing, the fulfillment for those of you who have yielded to me, who have learned to use the new weapons, who have been willing to lay aside your pride in order to be My brides, in order to live your lives according to the direction I give in prophecy, in order to depend on My promises and base your decisions on My Word, even when it seems crazy or illogical. So great will be your anointing and your strength. 48. You will grow closer than ever to Me in the coming year. Our relationship will give you light in the midst of darkness. It will give you protection from great trouble. It will be a powerful witness. People will look at you and know that you have been with me, and that you have sacrificed the world in order to gain me to the onlooker, the benefits will be obvious. 49. The time is soon coming when you will no longer be mocked for the choices you've made for me, but rather you will be revered, respected sought after. You will be known as the mighty ones who know their God. It will be an everlasting testimony to My love, My power and the relationship that we share. Many will inquire how they too can know Me intimately. We will broaden our marriage and receive many who are hungry. You will teach many how to love Me the gift of loving Me intimately, the gift of hearing from Me in prophecy and the strength you will have from living my law of love that I have given you. All these things will be a great witness, and will bring many to me. 50. Love me, my precious one, as I love you. Hold on to me, as I hold on to you. Trust me, even as I trust you to follow me and do my bidding. I will not fail you nor forsake you. I will be with you each step of the way so that you might lean on me and find the strength and reassurance that you need to carry on. 51. I've been training soldiers for a long, long time. Now it's time that the soldiers turn into generals. For now is the need for generals greater than ever before in my end-time army. This training comes only through spending time with me and practicing with my new weapons of the Spirit. Fifty-two. It's time to lay aside the old weapons, and when I say old weapons, I'm referring to the way you used to do things, the methods you used to rely on before I gave you the gift of clear and specific prophecy, the gift of loving me intimately, before I revealed to you the tremendous power of praising me constantly and asking me everything and living my law of love fully. These gifts are meant to replace your old methods of reasoning things out yourself, or guessing at what my will is, or struggling along in your own strength. I anointed you in those days and you got by fine, but it is now a new day. The old weapons that you used to fight with are dull by comparison and are in need of replacement. I have a supply of brand new weapons to use, and they must be put into practice now. Some of them you've already used, but there are more to come. There's so much more stored up. 53. Give me first place in your life and obey me by using the weapons I've given you, and I will bless your life fully. As you put me and my kingdom first, I promise I will supply all your needs. As you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. 54. Step out and step with faith into this new year that's dawning. And trust me that I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. We will make love like never before with a new fire, a new passion. I will pour my hot seeds into you until you explode. I love you, my precious, darling bride. You're mine forever and I will love you always. 55. You're ready for what is ahead, but the only way to stay ready is to continue honing your use of the new weapons and to stay on your toes, and guard spiritually, developing and refining your fighting skills. For if they're not used, your weapons become rusty, your reflex is slow, and your skills slack. Don't let this happen. 56. I know the training has been intense and even repetitive, which has been wearing for many of my children in the family, but it has been necessary to drive home the importance of preparing for what's coming. You, and most of the family, have been faithful to use the new weapons and to fill up with my word. So be not worry in well-doing, my love, because you will reap if you faint not. 57. As you know from your years of participating in sports, training is necessary to prepare for the contest, and it's long and hard and seems it will never end. Well, in a sense, training never ends, because there are always ways in which you can improve, do more, better, and faster, but the contests and the matches come. Be sure that contending with the devil will come this year and there will be many battles to fight, but I've prepared you for them and equipped you to do battle with him on every front. Fifty-eight. Stay strong in faith through the Word and continue to overpower the enemy with the weapons i provided for you. Use the helpers I've provided for you. 59. Praise me and honor me in all you do, and I will not fail to meet your every need and compensate for your every lack and weakness. 60. Spend more time in prayer, interceding for others. I know you're a very faithful prayer warrior. In times past I've asked you to take it on as a personal ministry, and you've been faithful with it. Because you've been faithful with it, I would like you to grow even more in that area and go further. Prayer is mighty and powerful, and many things will be wrought by prayer. 61. Be sure you continue to embrace the new. Be ready to flow with change. Flow with me and my spirit and you will have great success. Don't resist or hold back, for this will cause complications and problems. Be open to my leadings. Be in tune with my voice, and I will bless you and reward you with happiness, contentment, and many fulfilling victories. 62. Take advantage of any chance you get to sharpen your sword, to improve your accuracy, to become more humble, to love me more. Now the days of preparation are finished. You've received the new weapons and been trained in their use. Now you'll get to break them in with a greater action, as well as improve your knowledge of them. There's always room to grow, and there are always new tactics to learn. 63. I want you to work on your unity with others. It doesn't matter how advanced your weapons are. If there's disunity amongst your ranks, Then you'll be easy prey for the enemy. 64. Think of unity as your force field. Without it, you're vulnerable to an attack. 65. The battles that you've known, when looked upon in the days to come, will seem as child's play by comparison. You wonder, if that's the case, how will I ever make it? It seems that I can barely make it as is. With every battle. I pour out a measure of grace. To those who are prepared by receiving My words and loving Me, My grace will come through the use of the new weapons. Victories in the battles to come will hinge upon your use of the new weapons, your very life will depend upon their use. 66. In this new year you will clearly remember what you joined the army for. You will be attacked in all areas you will have to fight with strength that you can only possess by using the new weapons. Yet let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 67. I do not wish to see any perish, but as in any battle, there will be casualties. Don't let this dishearten you or worry you, like when I told my disciples that one of them would betray me and they all wondered if it was them. Those who are in tune with me and yield to my moves of the Spirit, who accept this time of change and go forth to battle using the new weapons, will make it through this battle. Once you've been into battle you receive faith that you can make it. 68. The first time in battle is always the hardest, for you know not what the battle will bring. But I have promised victory as you follow me and use the weapons that I've given you. You hold the mightiest weapons in your hands and there's nothing that can stand against them. 69. You are my elite. There are none like unto you. No one else has received my words in such abundance and depth and been trained in the areas that you are now expert in. Even though you feel that you still have room to grow and that you're just beginning to receive the new weapons. Yet I say that you're ready and with time you will become the veteran of war that I need to win this great end-time battle. Asking me everything pays. 70. You've learned to come to me about many things. You've learned to suck and receive from me to get answers to your questions in your work and in your personal life. You've learned to come to me for guidance, for solutions to your problems, for courage to fight your battles. You've done well at learning to seek me and find me. Yet in this area there is much more progress to be made. 71. Continue striving to grow and coming to me to ask me about everything, every decision, every plan, every activity, every conversation. Also, learn to cultivate the habit of frequently coming to me personally, not only to ask me questions, but to be open to whatever I have for you, To ask deep, soul-searching questions, is there anything more you have to show me or teach me? What more can I do for you? What more can I do for others? How can I give you more of myself? How can I lay down my life for you and your work and for others more? Am I hitting the center of your well? This will keep your heart and spirit yielded, ready and strong. Seventy-two. Realize that there's nothing you are incapable of or unprepared for when you know how to hear from me and receive my guidance. I'll give you an example from a movie, remember how in The Matrix the heroes were able to learn and do anything just by downloading the program that taught them? Anything from fighting skills to piloting a helicopter could be learned in a matter of moments by them calling headquarters and saying, give me such and such a program. Well, in the realm of the spirit that's much how it's going to work with you who have learned to tune into my voice 73. Even if I call upon you to do something you've never done before, or something you have no idea at all how to do, you'll do just fine if you're well practiced at hearing from me and getting my guidance. All you have to do is download my little instructional program and you'll get the one, two, three, step by step how to and can sail right on through without a glitch. It seems frightening, it seems awesome, because in order to do this, you have to completely put your trust in something and someone else, in me, and you can't lean on your own wisdom, experience or skill at all. 74. A great part of this new era of action, this new year of change will be a deeper realization of just how much I want to be involved in your lives and work through you. You've already seen a lot of this sort of change in your personal life. There was a time when you intensely rejected the idea of having to spend so much of your workday in prayer and prophecy seeking that you wanted to do work that you could do with your mind, your hands, your edge, your labor. Yet now you've come to realize that everyone, including you, no matter what your ministry, is going to be spending a lot more time hearing from me if you want to get things right. That's just the way it is. That's the new way of the new day. 75. More and more, as you learn to ask me everything, you'll realize that your skills and training in the physical, while useful and necessary, are not going to be nearly as important as your spiritual skills. 76. Call on your spirit helpers continually and let them speak to you about the things they know you need. The more you use them, the more you will feel yourself getting stronger and more in tune. It will be exciting for you and give you great inspiration and power. You have heaven at your beck and call, so do not fail to use it all to help you. 77. I want you to spend more personal time hearing from me please, darling, you have to do it. You have to continue to make more and faster progress in hearing from me about everything. I know you love me, and I love you. I know you don't have a problem with loving me or reading my word. I know I can speak and do speak to you through the written word. But when it comes to hearing from me about everything, you are lax in that area. So make an extra effort to do that, and I guarantee you will grow by leaps and bounds. 78. Remember your theme song during those months of health problems that you went through a few years ago, when you had to utterly trust me for healing, when you couldn't even walk without holding my hand? Don't ever think that you can walk without holding my hand, because you can't. My hand is always there for you. And the safest thing for you to do is to walk holding my hand. 79. Lean on me let me carry you. I can make it easy for you. You don't have to labor or sweat in the flesh. You can rest in me let me give you the solutions to any problems that come up. Our passionate love. 80. I love you so deeply, so immensely, so fully. No other satisfies me like you do. For there is that one spot in my heart that is for you alone, and only you can fill it. So I wait and long for you. 81. I've chosen you to be one of my end-time brides, who will serve and love me until the end. Time is short. That's why I need you to love me even more passionately and ardently than ever before. I need you to make love to me daily, to receive my seeds, my messages. There's not much time left, and I have many more seats to give you. But you can only receive so much at a time. That's why you need to come to me frequently and not let too much time pass between our love-making times. These times are very important. 82. The thing that is the most important is to keep our link and love relationship hot and passionate. I'm going to be looking forward to that as I want you always by my side and I love loving you. But more than that, it will help you through whatever comes your way, and it will help you make any difficult decisions you may have to make this coming year. It will also help you to yield, as you'll have the trust in my love that you need. 83. No that's not too bad, is it, spending more time with me? I thought you'd like that. The hard part is finding the time and putting it into practice, but I can help you organize your schedule and shave off the unnecessary time consumers. 84. Come naked before me in all humility, knowing that I desire you. I desire to please you and love you and comfort you. You are my blessed and beloved bride, in whom I am well pleased. 85 flow with my spirit and let the wave carry you to the place I would have you to be. I desire to fill your life with love, so don't let the enemy rob your joy, that wonder of loving me and exalting my name. It's a special gift. 86 Vision I saw a beautiful picture of the Lord taking my two hands in His and kissing them. Then he put my arm over his and we walked through a beautiful door out onto a balcony like those from which a king greets his people. I had nothing to fear because he was in control, and I was his lover and wife, by his side. All I had to do was flow along with what was happening and be caught up in the moment. He was the one in control and in power. The Days of the End 87 Mankind is destroying itself through its pride and rebellion. They've thrown aside a desire for my truth and humility and have walked in the hotness of their own ways, and their reaping destruction. But you, my children, in this final hour will shine as lights in the midst of a dark and perverse world. 88. Your testimony will shine brightly in these latter days. It will be too bright for some. They will cover their eyes and run. They will accuse you and try to find fault. The darkness hates the light and fights it. So will the darkness fight you and try to swallow you up. They will scream and cry, Get away, get away. We want our darkness. We want our rebellion. We want to be the masters of our own fate. Yet they know not what they ask. For they will reap what they sow. Hell and destruction will come from their own hand. Eighty-nine. It is a day of reckoning for the world, for each one personally. The decisions they've made, the choices they've made up to this point will now show. The fruit will be born. Ninety. I am wrought with the wickedness of man. I have seen enough. I will take no more. I will not suffer the men of wickedness to have full sway for long. I will bring an end to this, and I will do so speedily. It is their final hour, and so I will hold them back no more. I will let them loose to wreak their havoc, and I will let them fulfill the prophecies that have been foretold, and then I will put an end to them and their evil. 91. Do not faint in your mind or say, Where is the Son of His coming? The end is near. It's almost upon you. Be wise and take heed, for all things will not continue as they were. Things will happen at such a rapid pace that you will be in awe. But you must have your eyes open and you must watch, for these things will come as a thief in the night to those who are not seeking and watching for the signs. Do not be drunken with wine and reveling in fleshly pleasures lest you be caught unawares. 92. How sad that so many will be unprepared for the days of the end. It's not that I haven't told them, but that they haven't believed. They haven't listened. Instead they've listened to their own desires and to their own carnal lusts and have followed after the temptations of Satan, who has lured them away from the battlefront. So be wise, be on guard, gird up the loins of your mind and run the race, for the finish line is at hand. 93. You will see miracles and wonders wrought at my hand. As the Antichrist and his forces grow stronger and bolder, you will see me work many mighty works to protect and keep you, and to help you be a blessing to those who will be more desperate and in need of me. 94. This is the eve of the family's greatest hour of triumph. The world will see you as the world power that you are. The nations will stand in fear and trembling when they see My hand work through you. For though they will see the full power of Satan in the flesh through this mere puppet, the Antichrist, they will see My hand and power in all its glory through you, and they will know without a doubt whose is the real power. You will stand as a great light in the midst of darkness, boldly proclaiming My truth, and none shall be able to stand against you. 95. As you await your marching orders and all that this next phase will entail, continue to look to me don't allow yourself to become lazy and think, there is more time, for when I move, it will be swift. The ones who are prepared will be taken to the front, and those who are not will be left behind. 96. Things cannot continue business as usual, for the times are changing, and those who do not get on board with their whole hearts will be left behind. 97. There's a great flood of evil that has now been loosed upon the earth, as a great tidal wave that shall fall upon the hearts and minds of men. This great wave shall also fall upon you, my family. For though you are not a part of the world, yet you are in the world, and what happens in it will affect you. Those who have received my warning and have heeded my admonition to prepare will stand strong. But those that have waited to see if these things will truly happen will be overtaken. 98. All things will not continue as they were. There will be a mighty widening of the eyes. Those of you who are prepared will greatly rejoice, for you will see that this is a fulfillment of all that I have forewarned, and that the day of my return is coming soon. 99. There's not much time to love your brother, to love that lost sheep, to do that act of love. It's later than you think. So start now. On the right track. 100. Have faith and believe that my words are true, and that they will not fail. Believe that you will change, that others will change, and that family will change. It may be slow, but you will change and grow in love. In tenderness of heart and spirit, in unity, in witnessing, in ministration, in boldness, and in reaching the lost with my words and my love. I promise you that the fires of my love will spread, and many will be warmed by them. 101. This year is going to be exciting, and you don't want to miss out on anything. You don't want to be left behind in the dust. It'll be so much harder to catch up later. You do better to stay on track now and follow where my spirit leads, where the wind of my spirit blows. 102. Do you wonder how this time of change will affect you personally? The main warfare will be within you. You'll be tested on your yieldedness, on your ability to obey on the spot, and on asking me to show you the answers to questions. You'll be sent out not knowing where you should go and will have to get your directions from me. Your love for me will be tested to see if you're willing to humble yourself so that I can use you to the full. 103. Keep stirring yourself up. Keep your heart open to my words and keep feeding deeply from the new wine. When you read something and it speaks to your heart, seek me further about it. Then take the steps I show you, whether it be asking for prayer, communicating about or confessing something, talking to or making things right with someone, reading further on a certain topic, or seeking me for more counsel or guidance. 104. The spiritual comes first. The spiritual takes priority. I know this isn't easy for you, and it's something that your nature struggles against. The carnal mind is enmity with me, and the nature of man is proud and willful. Yet, my power within you, if you but place your will on my side, is able to overcome these inborn natural tendencies, and you will overcome and you will learn to more greatly love and desire the spiritual, and long to spend more time in the spiritual realm. To always put it first and devote the needed time and attention to strengthening your spirit and working in the Spirit 105. For you this will be a year of leaving the things of the flesh further and further behind. This includes the things of the world, the things of the mind, the things of the body. I will teach you and help you, day by day and step by step, to desire Me and My Spirit and the things of the Spirit above temporal pleasures. Learning to keep these things in their place and to be more prayerful and selective in what you take in from the world is a part of your being prepared for what's ahead. 106. Don't worry too much about yourself and how you're going to do and how you're going to make it. You're going to do fine if your focus is on me and my kingdom and your brothers and sisters. Seek not what I can do for you. Seek what you can do for me. Seek not what your family can do for you. Seek what you can do for your family. Seek not what your friends and loved ones can do for you. Seek what you can do for them. In this you will find strength, happiness, courage, and the fountain of my blessings and power. In this you will find fulfillment and fruitfulness. In this you will find yourself, your calling, your destiny. One hundred seven. Here, leaning on my bosom, is where you will need to stay this next year, because it will be a year of fighting in the spirit and attacking the devil on many fronts. There will be many battles to fight this next year, and to be on the cutting edge and fit for the battle. My darling, you'll have to be ever so close to me and full of my words and my power. You must be strong in faith. 108. I know that you are happy to hear that the days of preparation are over and now is the time for battle. But to do battle you must be spiritually fit. Tuned up and toned in spirit and ready for all that the devil will throw at you. Build up your faith muscles daily through using My Word and the weapons i provided to fight the enemy at every turn. 109. Continue to look for ways you can be a help and a blessing to others. Reach out to others. Be a support to those that are weak. Give a helping hand to those that need it. Let go of your selfish ways. Sacrifice and give for others. 110. This will be a year of sacrifice, a year of giving, a year of doing what I would have you do. Don't have your own agenda. 111. I've brought you through much this past year. I've fixed your body, I've mended it, I've gotten you ready and made you a more useful vessel for the future. I will continue to help you and strengthen you and heal you completely. Use this renewed physical health for my glory. 112. I will bind you and your mate closer together. I will strengthen the strong love that I've given you. Stay open and communicative and honest with each other, and we can be a threefold cord which will not be easily broken. Stay in unity, in the oneness of my spirit, dedicated to me and I will reward you with much contentment and happiness, and you will grow together in my love and in my spirit. I will make this a special year, enriched with my love and filled with my truth. 113. I have much to reveal to you, so stay faithful, loyal and in tune, and I will pour out upon you and feed you in spirit and strengthen you in every way. Stay filled with my word and your spirits will overflow with my joy, my blessings, and my riches. There's much to look forward to, so stay close to me and full of me. 114. In weakness, I can manifest my strength. But you must be open to that strength, and the way to let my strengthen is to seek it diligently in my word. This you've been neglecting, to your own detriment, In the rush of all there is to do 115. I promise to pour out abundantly in seeds, both published and individually, that will feed you and set you back on the right track, entering this new year, this new millennium, this new period of man's history, with the right attitude, one of total dependence upon me. 116. As time goes on and as man comes to depend even more greatly upon himself, to praise his own works his technology and advances to solve his own problems the world will descend deeper and deeper into its own man-made hell then will you my children shine as lights among the nations as stars in the dark firmament that men might see your good works and realize that it's because you've been with me but for this to happen i must keep you pure from these things of the world unspotted from the stains that are staining the hearts of all by the flood of evil that has been unleashed upon the world. This is why I call you out, to have no fellowship with such unfruitful works of darkness, but rather to reprove them. 117. You're thinking of this computer game now, which you've been hoping to get if it was available, and how fun it would probably be. Yet I say to you. It is but the next temptation of the enemy to get your sights off of what you should truly be concerned with at the moment, the preparation of the heart for the times that are coming. You should be concerned about much more important things at this moment 118. The world stands on the threshold of being cast into great turmoil and confusion, and when that time comes, I will need you, my children, my pillars, to stand strong in the face of adversity, to live up to all that I've been preparing you for all this time. 119. Spend time reviewing and absorbing my words and seeds of instruction, counsel, guidance and strength for the new millennium, the S2K, you can make it, and all the recent letters that I've poured out in which you've not had much time to study. Make the word your priority and all the other things will fall into place. Put me first, and I will ensure that you enter this new year prepared and ready for all that it will bring, and all that will follow. 120. You're going to be a great fighter, and we're going to win. You're going to embrace the law of love as you grow in faith, and I'll be there to help you through every trial. I'll be there seeing you through. Fear not how you will make it, for I will make it for you. You have but to come to me, and we will make it together. Isn't that great? This is going to be a year of greater victories for you, greater dedication and greater love for me, if you will yield. And, honey, you will. You already have the Yielded Way 121 I'm not going to tell you all the details of what this new era holds for you, because that would spoil all the fun. ha! No, really, my love, I'm not going to tell you all the details because you don't have dying grace for it at the moment. That's not to say that you're going to die, but what I mean is, as your personal changes come, you'll have the grace for them. But if I were to go into great detail now, you wouldn't be able to take it, as it would seem too daunting. Not that it's bad, but it would just seem too much for you to believe that you would be capable or even worthy of such things. 122. What I'm going to tell you is to just keep yielding in all the little things that come into your life each day. Just keep saying yes to me, and as you do that, you will march right into the new year, and if I will, even toward the gates of hell. You won't even notice it because you've been saying yes all along, So whatever I ask will just be another thing that you've said yes to and it won't be any big deal. In fact, you may even wonder what the big changes were that I was talking about, as you may not notice them if you're continually saying yes 123. Things won't seem so big a deal if you're yielded and flowing with my will. The changes will come easily, without your even no ticking. When we have our end of the year chat next year, You'll see all the miracles and all that I've brought you through, and you'll marvel. 124. If you want to be yielded, then keep loving me I'll keep your heart soft and moldable and your attitudes right. 125. Life is exciting! I wish for you now to give up anything that would hinder our time together so that I can start filling you up for this new year. Will you be faithful to me? Will you put me first, before anything else? Will you give me your life, your all, each and every day? Oh, I have so much to give you in return. 126. The secret is to stay yielded to me and to love me more than ever before. You'll find as you yield, life would be so much easier. You just need to take that step and say yes to me sign that blank sheet of paper and decide that you're going to give it your best. 127. My bride, my love, my darling, how pleased I am with your declarations of love and faith. How your yieldedness pleases me I know it's been difficult for you to yield thus far, and yieldedness is so contrary to your nature. For you have had strong desires, lofty ambitions, And a very certain mindset for years as to how things should be, what you wanted, what you thought was best, and how you would be happiest. Yet over time and through breakings and siftings you've come to believe the simple truth that I know best, and that you really don't know all that much 128. You've come to see life is the great learning experience that it is, and have realized how much is yet ahead of you. How little you've learned understood and experienced so far, and how much farther you have to go. Always keep this mindset, my love, and resist feelings of complacency, of having arrived, of having all that you want or need, of being satisfied with the way things are. 129. You've learned to be content with and accepting of what I've given you and how I've made you, and this has been a great and mighty victory, more than a step. A huge leap of progress. But don't confuse acceptance of my will in your life and contentment of heart with becoming smug and self-satisfied. Be happy with what you have, It always be reaching out for more, not necessarily more of what you want, but more of what I want to give you or do through you. 130. You find the balance between contentment and reaching out for more through yieldedness. You yield to what I give you. And you also continually yield to me by saying, Lord, do with me what you will. Is there anything more you have to show me or teach me? What more can I do for you? What more can I do for others? How can I give you more of myself? How can I lay down my life for you and your work and for others more? Am I hitting the center of your will? In this way you can be sure that you're not missing out on any of what I have for you. This is the yieldedness of heart and the greater link of communication with you that I desire for this new year. 131. Realize that there are no limits to how I can use you and work through you. Don't limit me by limiting yourself, by saying, I'm not that kind of person, that's not my talent, That's not my strong area, I don't have experience in that, or any such excuses. Don't limit me. Don't put me in a box. Don't ever say or think that there's anything you cannot or will not do. Keep yourself open, open open-minded and open-hearted, ready and willing to receive whatever I might give you, or to do whatever I might ask of you. Practicing this new mindset will be a sort of pre-yieldedness that will help you to yield when I actually do call upon you to do something that will test your faith and that will cause you to feel totally incapable and unprepared. 132. There are some who I show the path of my highest will to, who know the right way, who see it and have every opportunity to follow the right pathway, but they choose not to. They can't make the commitment or the sacrifices involved. They can't handle the dedication, the faithfulness, the giving, the trusting, and so they go another way, a way of much more battle than Confusion 133. You, my precious one, have come a long way already, because when given a choice as to which way you would go, you've chosen to stay on the path of my highest will, accepting the sacrifices that I would ask of you, accepting the responsibilities that I would set before you, Accepting a life of faithfulness. This might not seem like such great progress to you, my love, but know that this is the biggest and most important step that each of my closest disciples must take. Once they've taken this initial step of yieldedness to my will, then I can take them further down the path one step at a time. 134. I've accepted your total yieldedness to my will. And I'm taking you a step further toward greater usefulness, greater responsibility, and further training. Though you have taken the time to prepare during the days of preparation and are fit for battle, in many ways the training never ends. As a soldier fights battles, he sees areas which he needs to improve in and work on. So I will continue training you in the days ahead. And I will use you more if you're willing to continue following closely and receive my training. 135. My love, I promise you a year filled with victories. As you draw closer to me, I'll be there to see you through the rough times. Know that how rough those times will be depends on your yieldedness. Power through humility. 136. The skills and talents I've given you are good and useful. I'll use everything you've got, for I'm the one who gave it to you in the first place. But I purposely didn't give anyone sufficient natural skills or talents to make it through the dark days that are ahead, or even through the things I need you to do for me here and now. Why? Well, I think the answer should be pretty clear. It's because I don't want you to be able to lean on yourself and your own arm. I want you to be weak in yourself and lean on me when I work through you to do something that you know you could never do in your own strength. There's no room for pride or self-glory to enter in. You have to give me the glory and credit, because it was all my doing. 137. Love me, my darling, and don't be ashamed to love me freely and wildly. Learn to express your love for me more, and to proclaim it to others. I will make you into a great witness, one with great conviction to testify of My truth both to your brethren and to the lost. 138. I know you feel you fall so short and lack so greatly when it comes to standing up for your convictions, both with your brethren, or testifying of your faith and and love for Me to those outside the family. In such situations you feel timid and fearful. You wonder why because it's not even your nature to be so timid. I tell you that it is because of pride 139. Seek me further about the manifestations of pride in your life and how you can overcome it. This is very important, because this is the day of humility, and to go into this new year full of faith (laughs) and preparedness it's imperative that you shed the cloaks of pride in your life. 140. Pride is the great enemy in this new day. It holds you back in so many ways. When there's pride in your heart, you can't fully move forward into all that I have for you. You've tried and you've done well, yet when you face this enemy of pride square inch the face and determined to do battle against it, you'll be set free to fully implement the use of each of my new weapons and wield them with greater skill and precision. 141. It's the day of humility and the day of weakness, So don't be surprised if I let things come into your life to humble you and make you weaker in yourself. Don't fear these things, and don't fight against them when they come. Trust me that all that I do is for your good and the good of my kingdom. Trust me that though your heart may break, I will put it back together again. Trust me that though your body may ache, I will heal and restore it. Trust me that though you seem to fall and fail. Each mistake can be a stepping stone, a fall upward. Trust me for everything, and in everything, and through everything. Fight for me with all you've got, and fight for others with all you've got. 142. Your sample of being a little person who is willing to cheerfully do whatever I ask has a very positive, encouraging effect on others. These are the days of doing small things, but in the days to come. Those who've been faithful to do whatever I asked of them, no matter how small, I'll be able to trust with even greater things. 143. As you stand at the threshold of the end of the world, you ask if you're truly ready. You feel weak, for you know all too well your own weaknesses and failings, your temptations and shortcomings. I allow this as an ever-present reminder of how much you need me remember from whence you've come so that in the days ahead you'll not be tempted to look at the marvels that I accomplish at your hand, the power that I give you, and somehow think that it's because of your greatness that I've bestowed this honor and power upon you. 144. All too often the ones that I anoint look at their accomplishments and begin to think that it's something that they've done. I then have to remove the anointing and look for another vessel, one that is humble and broken. One that knows they're nothing and will do what I bid them do without reservation. This is how I would have you be. 145. You'll be called upon to do new things, but they'll be humble things. They'll be gentle things. They'll be homey things. So don't look for the new things to be glorious, great and spectacular, but look for the humble things to do, the things that are needed to keep the home running, to take care of people. Provide a shoulder to cry on, a home for a weary one, a place for a nest of comfort and enjoyment. I love you, my love, and it is in humility that you will find your calling. 146. I know you feel so insignificant, so small, so unneeded, and so untalented, but that's not how I see you. It's the day of the week. I use the week to confound the wise. I want you to be strong in Me, I will be your brains. I ask that every day you meet with Me, for I will give you daily instructions and I will unfold the mysteries of the year ahead little by little. 147. Let your heart become tender, tender to others and tender to Me. Don't harden your heart, but soften it and let it melt and break, and weep with those that weep. Let Me touch you with love and warmth, And don't lose that which you once had. Come in humility and be as a child, simple, trusting, and tender. Confess your faults and show yourself weak and humble in the sight of others. Exalt me in all you do. Exalt my word and exalt others. Lift them up and encourage them. Be my love to all by serving in humility. 148. It's time to break free of the mold that you're in, that of the strong, capable, fearless soul dear, to one who is desperate, ignorant, humble, willing and yielded. One who follows no matter what, even if the direction seems to be wrong by natural reasoning. How I will bring this about will be my secret, for this is one part of the battle plan that I cannot disclose until you're on the field of battle. 149. Let me tell you a little more about when I prepared to leave for my mission to Earth. Before I left the halls of heaven I was shown the plan. I prepared, like you've been doing, for I knew that I'd be facing the hardest tests that I had ever encountered. My father told me that I could not accomplish this mission. I wondered, if this was the case, then why was he asking me to go on it in the first place? He told me that I wasn't capable, but that it would have to be by His might and power 150. This was a little difficult at first, for I'd been accustomed to having all the power of heaven at my disposal. I would still be able to call upon legions of angels to help me, if and when I needed them. But He lovingly and wisely showed me that I was entering a new era in which I would have to learn to do things differently than I had done them. I would have to put on human flesh and learn the strength of weakness 151. It was not easy, for I was the embodiment of strength. Yet through learning to accept the weakness of the flesh and to rely on my Father's strength, I found out what true strength was. I found a whole new dimension to the word strength. So will you as you follow the path that I walked, as you accept the weakness of the flesh to partake of the strength of my spirit battles for a higher purpose. 152. I set before you several pathways, and you have chosen the pathway of my highest will. This is the pathway that you're now on. And although it seems dark to you right now, with little hope of light at the end, I say that because this is the path of my highest will, the way ahead will grow brighter and brighter. 153. The most important thing for you to remember is that you are on the right path. You've not only found the right path, but even more important is that you've been willing to walk on this path and obey my will and continue to follow me that is major victory. 154. I've allowed this temporary time of darkness upon your path, this time of testing and intense spiritual battle, for a good purpose. I know exactly where you are on the pathway of my will. I know exactly how far you've come, how long the period of battles will last, and how much farther you have to go before you leave the darkness of the battles and enter the brightness of peace and trust and faith. 155. The tests and trials are for a purpose. They're not in vain, and they're not because you're unworthy or undesirable. It's the opposite. It's because I see your potential for greater usefulness and I've chosen to take you one step further. 156. In order for me to be able to use you further, you must first go through some breaking, some softening, some forsaking of your own ways. You must not look upon the battles and tests as something bad, something terrible because therefore your good and will bring forth the good fruits of my spirit as you yield to them and allow me to work in your life. 157. I know it's not an easy process, and I know that it hurts to go through loneliness, feeling forlorn and not connected to someone special, but these are special battles that I've called you to right now. If you're willing to endure them for a season and cling to me, You'll reap the beautiful fruits of a very special connection with me. You might wonder if it's worth it. What are the good fruits of staying close to me, of being faithful to love me, to be intimate with me? Of being faithful to my word and to follow me closely and do your best for me? Is it really doing you any good? Is it doing your life any good? You look at your life and see a lonely man without many of the blessings that others seem to have and even without many of the blessings that My Word has promised will come to pass. 158. But My Word is steadfast and true and will never fail. All that I promised will come to pass. The day of fulfillment will come, the day of miracles will come, the day that all My prophets have dreamed of will come. 159. In those days of great miracles, of calling down fire from heaven, of appearing and disappearing, of metamorphosis, of visions, of interpretation of dreams, of transporting through space, of power over evil, only those who have been willing to endure the battles, to go through the tests and trials and remain faithful to me, will have that special closeness and link with me only them will I trust with greater works. 160. Those who have remained close by my side through thick and thin have cherished my words and have not cast my promises to the ground, I will entrust with much responsibility and the power to carry it out. So, yes, it's worth it to go through the breaking, the softening of your spirit, so I can make you into what I want you to be for me. 161. You've taken a very big step of progress in opening your heart to your shepherds and showing yourself weak and in need of help. As you continue to open your heart more to your shepherds and tell them of your battles, tell them the intimate things of your heart, you will move along quickly and will become stronger in my spirit. 162. You feel that it's a weakness to show yourself weak and in need of emotional encouragement and support, but I say that this softening of your spirit is good for you and will bring about good fruits in your life. As you learn to open your heart and share your battles, The enemy will no longer have a stronghold in this area of your heart, and you will learn how to fight these battles without feeling defeated and like a failure. 163. Right now the enemy has you convinced that you're insignificant, just a little person who isn't of much use, and that nobody really needs you around. Things would go on perfectly well without you, so why bother to make a difference? Why bother to follow the word? Why work so hard at applying the word and trying to live it when it doesn't make much difference in your life and things are going pretty rotten anyway? This is the voice of the enemy, and you must realize that you're in the midst of a spiritual battle. These things are not true, none of them. 164. I'll tell you what is true so that you can combat these attacks of the enemy with the real truth. You are making a difference. Whether you realize it or not, you've made a big difference in the home. Your faithfulness in your ministry, your faithfulness to take on whatever responsibility is given to you and do your best with it, your commitment to use your gift of prophecy, your sample of praise and loving me, your impartial love for your mates, your spirit of dedication to my will in spite of the tests and battles… All these things are making a difference, not only in your life but in the lives of those around you. 165 If there's any time in history when it's important to hang on to the Word and commit yourself to living it wholeheartedly, it's now. It's a the enemy that the Word isn't worth it, it doesn't work, so just forget it. And the reason he's turning up the heat with that particular lie is because he knows many of my children are facing a crossroads of decision in their lives. 166. The enemy knows that many are coming to the point of decision as to whether to fight on in spite of the intense battles, or to turn back and leave the battlefield to others. He's turning up the heat. He's shouting his doubts in your ears, screaming defeat and failure left and right. Trying to get you to quit. 167. The battles are tough and they're difficult to go through, but it's worth fighting for that joy of victory and the greater anointing that I have for you. 168. There's no testimony without a test and no triumph without a trial. That means you have to be willing to go through the tests and trials in order to win the prize. But it's worth every bit of sacrifice. It's worth the fight. One I'll teach you how to fight these battles each step of the way, and as you hold on and keep going, you'll go from strength to strength. There is victory at the end of this dark patch of the road, and I'll help you to walk it one step at a time. I'm always with you, right beside you, whispering my comfort and guidance in your ear. I'm your strength and will not fail to help you through this time, if you just hold on and keep fighting. This is the commitment that I'm calling all of my end time disciples to. The commitment to fight on. 170. Trust in my love for you. Trust in my wisdom as to where I'm leading you and what I'm asking of you. Trust that I will do all things for your good, for your progress and strengthening. Trust that I will never leave you comfortless but I will come to you and I will also send others to comfort you. I know your needs, and I will provide all that you need to fight this battle and to go on to greater victories if you hold on and don't give up. 171 My little one, I long to hold you close to me. I long to have you right by my side, holding onto my hand every second. Will you stay right here with me? We'll always walk through pleasant pastures. Oh, you may have hardships, like the disciples of old who were thrown in prison, who were forsaken by loved ones, and of whom this world was not worthy. You'll suffer many things. But you will reign, my loved one, in my kingdom, and you'll know that it was worth it all. 172. You will see me come through for you in majesty, glory and triumph, And you will understand how these earthly trials are but a flash in the pan, an instant compared to eternity, as a fleck of sand on the wide expanse of the beach. 173. Let's leave the past behind, the hurts, disappointments, and all that negativeness, and let's fly off together to be renewed, restrengthened, and refilled with my love. Let's renew our vows of love, my dear as we again dedicate ourselves to each other 174. I vow to be there for you any time of the day. I vow to wipe away your tears, to fill up your empty spots, and to turn your life around so that you'll be an even happier and more fruitful bride for me. 175. Yes, there will be times of trials and tribulation, but in those times you and I will fly off together for a love feast and we will love and love and love. These times of tests and trials are actually triumphs because they send you into my arms, which is where I love to have you. 176. You have a lot to look forward to. Yes, there will be battles, but we're not going to dwell on those, for they are but stepping stones to greater victories. No fear. 177. I've worked out every detail in your life up to this point, and you can have confidence that I will continue to do so. It will still be by faith. You'll still need to look to me with the eyes of faith. You'll need to step out by faith and do that which I have for you to do. You'll need to seek me continually, and look to me to know which steps to take and when. I will faithfully lead you and guide you as long as you look to me. As long as you listen to my voice and let me lead. 178. Have no fear of what's ahead. My love and spirit can and will cast out all fear if you trust in me fully. 179. Remember that I am always with you, unto the end of the world and beyond. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I've been before you and know all that is ahead. I prepared the way and mapped out the enemy's territory. You never need to fear, for I will never leave you without direction and instructions on what my will is and which way I would have you go. 180. I love you, my love, and my love stretches out through eternity. As I hold you always close, as I keep you by my side, in my heart, feeling my love always, you will understand how I planned you for this time. How I drew up the plans for every aspect of your life, and how I have not done anything wrong in my plan for you. 181. I have kept and preserved you unto this day, and I will not forsake you now. The world may think you're losing, but you'll be winning. You may appear to have difficulty, but I say that you will be victorious. The wrong will not prevail, but right will win. I will win. I will vanquish all my foes. 182. Do not fear those who rise up against you or against me know that I am strong to defeat them all. I am strong to keep you in my peace and protection and power through it all. 183. Fear not, my loves, for you are mine and I will keep you and anoint you forever. You will always have a job in my kingdom. Your end time job is beginning right away. Your part in the great end time play is unfolding even now, and you will be able to meet the challenge with my love and my spirit and the new anointing that I've placed upon you. It is an anointing of love. It is an anointing of power. It is an anointing of fearless courage in the face of my enemies. You will know that I am with you, and that I fear no one. 184. Honey, don't be fearful or worried over this coming year, for it will be a triumphant one as we will be drawn closer to each other like never before. Look to me each step of the way. Don't look down but look up, for it's a year of you and me being closer together. 185. I have never lost a battle and never can, much less a war. I am the victor. I'm steadier than the Rock of Gibraltar. I will see you through everything. 186 Dad, it's still the same formula, the same answer when it comes to serving the Lord and fighting the battles before you, only Jesus can do it. It's all going to be done through Jesus' strength and power. The most important thing you can do is cast your cares on Him, look to Him for His strength, and have faith that He's going to do it all. 187 Dad, you can't let the enemy scare you out, no matter what, even though you're entering the last days. The Lord's promised that the battles will get hotter and more intense, and He's told some of you that you'll face battles that will push you to the limit. So what? He's still strong, He's still able, He's still ready and powerful to deliver. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. The Great One, The Almighty, The Lord of Lords, The Majesty and Ruler of All, The Destroyer of Evil, The Great God of the Universe. 188 Dad! Of course you can't fight the battles ahead, but you can have perfect peace that He's going to give you the faith for whatever He calls on you to do. He's going to do it. That's all you need to have faith for. So what if you have battles and trials? What's new? You've been called to a life of sacrifice, and sacrifice in fighting and having faith is the name of the game. That's why the Lord has said that He has to purge the family and test and try His children to see who's really going to carry on and trust Him. 189. Dad! You can't look down the road and worry and wonder how you're going to make it. Goodness! Forget worrying about how you're going to do it. You can't do it in your own strength or in your own wisdom or experience. It's going to be a work of God, a miracle of God, a result of your having faith and complete trust in His anointing. You just have to have faith, trust Him, believe in His promises, and carry on. 190. Dad. Receive the Lord's peace. Receive His words. Believe them, hold on to them, and keep trusting that He's going to do exactly what He's promised. That's where your strength will come from, faith in Him, the God of all heaven and earth, who is more than able to give you perfect peace, perfect trust, and anoint you to walk through any test or battle and come out victorious. Copyright 2000 by The Family